Hello and welcome to the latest Eccentric Earth minisode. This week, I'm going to be talking about the brutal three-day riot that swept through Amsterdam, all because of a game involving an eel. The world will little note no longer remember what we say, but it can never forget what they did. Ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. The Netherlands, in the late 19th century, was generally prosperous, but as with so many other countries in Europe, serious pockets of poverty and deprivation remained in large cities and towns. Though a democracy by the standards of the time, the Netherlands' political structure did not yet reflect the concerns and resentments of a major part of the population. One of the outlets for such tensions consisted of customs and celebrations during which the impoverished felt liberated, even if for only a day. Crude and often descending into drunkenness and violence, any attempt by the authorities to resist such celebrations aroused bitter anger. One such occasion was in 1876, when the mayor of Amsterdam announced that the annual September carnival, Kremis, would be forbidden. As a result of this, large numbers of people took to the streets. The violence and rioting that followed lasted four days and was only put down when army units were brought in to support the police. In what was seen as an overreaction by the authorities, which stoked rather than suppressed the violence, it is surprising that only one person was killed, though dozens were injured. Just over a decade later, on Sunday the 25th of July 1886, a great mass of people gathered to watch a cruel spectacle. Fish sellers had tied a rope over a canal, and a live eel had been tied to the rope. Men in small boats had to try and pull the eel from the rope, with audiences often getting to see contestants fall headfirst into the canal. However, the winner would get the princely sum of six guilders, which was almost a week's wage. This sport was called eel pulling, and by the time, it was already outlawed. By this time in Dutch history, unemployment was at an all-time high. The previous long winter had been particularly hard on people, and a sense of despair filled the streets of Amsterdam. The annual July Kremis Festival was one of the few outlets they had, and people were eager to take part despite the cruel game. Four officers from a nearby police station decided to put a halt to the event. They entered one of the houses to which the rope was tied, and used a pocket knife to cut it down. Apparently, the rope hit one of the spectators, who started hitting police with his umbrella as soon as they left the building. As the rest of the crowd got involved, the policemen were thrown down a set of stairs. More police arrived on the scene, but were beaten back by a barrage of missiles such as bricks and stones. The situation escalated quickly, with the angry crowd soon joined by a local group of socialist protesters. Fast forward a couple of hours, and a full-blown riot was going on with police using their sabres to fight back against the crowds. Rioters even pulled cobblestones from the ground and bombarded the officers, and barricades were raised, with the fighting going on into the night. Nightfall came and a drizzle helped cool tempers, with much of the fighting coming to an end. However, the next day rioters stormed the police station. After three days of rioting, the army was finally dispatched to the city. Despite the crowds only being armed with makeshift weapons, the army quickly opened fire on the civilians. After three days of violence, 26 rioters were dead, killed by the military. 
It was reported that some of those who were killed were bystanders who were hiding in their homes when the shots were fired. A further 136 were badly wounded. The mayor of Amsterdam and other right-wing politicians tried to blame the socialists for being the instigators for the violence, but the public prosecutor ruled that the conclusion was preposterous. More than 2,000 rioters were given prison sentences, and police officers were treated to cigars for their brave service. In 1913, an eel was placed for auction, claimed to be the eel that began the riots. The dry, brown husk came with a certificate of authenticity, claiming that the holes for the rope to suspend it above the canal were still visible in the body. The eel sold for 175 guilders, the equivalent of £3,500 today. After the sale, the eel was never seen again. This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you liked it, you can follow us on Twitter by going to at eccentric underscore earth. Our Facebook is www.facebook.com forward slash eccentric earth. And our Instagram is at eccentric underscore earth. If you want to write in with any suggestions for future episodes or to contact us for any reason, our email address is eccentricearth at outlook.com. You can find the show on all major podcast providers and YouTube, so please make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, and if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review. We're now also part of the BritPod Scene Network, which has dozens of amazing British podcasts, so go and check them out to discover some great new shows. Thank you once again for listening, and we will see you in the next episode.